Welcome to the Confident Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thompson. If you found yourself here, it means that you are ready to take the next step or maybe even the first step into your journey to confidence and self-love. My goal is to help empower you to love yourself, get unstuck, and take personal action for self-improvement. Our conversations are real, vulnerable, and authentic, and we are excited to have you on this journey with us. Let's get started. everybody. Welcome back for another episode of the Confident Podcast. I am your host, Lisa Thompson, um, and it's just such a pleasure to be on the podcast uh, talking about confidence, having people hear the stories, learn tools, and just honestly have real life conversations. You know, um, I think I said this on the last podcast, but we just so appreciate when people give us the feedback of what you're learning and what you want to hear. And, you know, I just sat down with someone the other day and they were like, we are like, love the podcast. It's been really helpful. And so just thank you so much to everybody that continues to listen to us, especially after taking uh, six months off um, for a while when we did in 2022, so that we could really bring you guys the best in 2023. Um, You know, I have talked a lot on this podcast about always making sure that you put yourself first, that you're taking care of yourself. And I always stay true to that, you know, and um, I go through a lot of transitions when it comes to my confidence. Um, I think we all do. And so today we're going to really be talking about having confidence through transitions in your life. And I'm not going to be doing this alone. Uh, We are going to be bringing on a guest who's, this is not one, not two, but her third time around. And we're going to be talking about her transitions and how she gained her confidence in it. And before I bring Rocky on, we're going to take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor for today's podcast. Today's partner is a staple in my household. I am talking about Athletic Greens, or also known as AG1. As someone who has struggled her whole life with gut health and has really had a um, issue with mental and physical well-being, this has became a game changer to not only both of those things for me, but my gut health. And I'm literally obsessed with it. I start my morning out every day with this product, and I've seen big changes in my health. So as someone who focuses on loving yourself, this product has been part of my journey, and I cannot wait for you to try it yourself. AG1 supports mental clarity and alertness. It is a small micro habit with big benefits, and it's also recommended by professional athletes. So test it out. I promise you, you are going to love it. And I am partnering with Athletic Greens to make it easy for you. So um, by visiting athleticgreens.com slash the confident, you will receive a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash the confident. All right, we are back. So thank you again to AG1 for being our sponsor. Um, You know, it was interesting the other day, someone had heard on the podcast about this sponsor and was like, does that really work? Does your commercials, like when you say all of that, and man, I will tell you, it is the most effective effective green that I have every morning. So when you hear the commercial, just know that I am like really, really recommend it. Um, It's been a game changer in my health. So again, thank you, AG1, for being a sponsor for today's podcast. So we are going to be talking about transitions in our lives, how to have confidence through those transitions. 
And Rocky's been on our podcast a few times. I always <laughs> just want to bring her back. I always want to bring you back and have you shared with us. Once or with twice. Our yeah. I know. I know. I was like, you know what? Let's just make this a yearly thing. I because, love it. I because, love it. You know, before we were talking, before you came, like before we started recording, it's like life changes so much from like when we talk to each other. And so Rocky, yeah. for those that might have missed those episodes, can you kind of give us a little, I guess, background on yourself? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I am a singer songwriter. I recently moved uh, from Michigan to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, Yeah, I'm a big, I call myself a mental fitness enthusiast. Um, I I don't like the word activist because I'm not, (laughs) I'm not out there with my, you know, pickets and all those things, but I, it is something that I talk about a lot and I'm very open about. Um, So, and that, that plays a big part in my life in every capacity in, in as long as well as my music. So um, yeah, I'm just super excited to be back and chatting with you. So, yeah. and so, you know, we, I knew that you moved from Michigan to Nashville, mm-hmm. but like, obviously to make a transition in your life, whether that's moving to a different state, changing careers, mm-hmm. anything like that, man, that's a lot of thought process to like make yeah. those decisions. So like, mm-hmm. tell us, like, take us back to the moment when you were like, I know I need to do this. And then mm-hmm. what was like that process to actually make that transition? So my, I feel like it kind of starts a little bit later. Like, I think it starts a little like 2020. So when we talk about like transition and confidence and and my transition through confidence, um, 2020 was such a tough year. And we talked about that in the last episode, um, that I was on with you. It was such a challenging year. And I went through a lot of things, um, like it was like the year that life caught caught me. You know, it's mm-hmm. like I felt like I had spent so much time running from certain things that when the world stopped, those things finally just caught me and kind of caved in on me. So it was that was one of the biggest like transition years I think I've ever had. And um, and it was really like I say this to people now because people ask me about it a lot. Like people constantly are like, Hey, remember when you talked about when you went through this? And like, hey, did you go? You know, and so I get a lot of these conversations all the time with friends and, and other people, you know, on social media. And um, and I always say it was like that was like the year that like broke me. And then 2021 was like the year that healed me. Last year was the year that grew me, and this year we're just kind of blooming. So it's you know, it's been kind of like this you know, steady transition over the last three, three or so years now that, um, the move to Tennessee was almost the easiest part of the whole thing. And, um, I was coming out of 2021 into 2022 and, um, I was trying to move to New York. I was just like hell bent. I love New York so much. It was something I was doing before I'm, you know, before the lockdown in 2020. And, um, so I was so hell bent on it. And then in, March of 2022. So March of last year, I got a call from, I was, I was moving to New York in April. And so I get a call from the girl I was going to live with. And she said, you know, Hey, I'm really sorry to do this to you, but my roommate is actually moving back in town in a couple months and I'm going to have her be my roommate. And so basically I lost the place that I was supposed to live in. And so I was like really devastated. Like I was just like, this is just one more thing. And like, you know, so dramatic. Like I was like, this is never going to happen. And you know, all of these things. And Um, and then my mom and dad and brother were actually in Nashville at that time. And, you know, I called them and I was like, I just need to vent. Like, you know, don't like, it's fine. Cause my mom was like, you know, I was a mess, you know? And so she was like, I'll come home. (laughs) It's fine. Um, and then they were in Nashville at that time. And and like the day next day she was like, you know, you really should reconsider Nashville. And I've worked in Nashville for a really long time. Um, 
and, and been down there many times, play shows down there. I've got, you know, producers down there and friends down there. And, um, she was like, you really should reconsider, consider coming down here. So I kind of like gave it a day or so. And then I started looking, just comparing prices. I knew financially what I was going to be getting myself into in New York, but I had no idea if Nashville was as expensive as New York, if it was cheaper or what the deal was. And then it was like, I'm going to look and I'll think about it. And then three weeks later, I was living there. And that's just like how crazy I, the first place that I looked at was the place that I am living in now. It's just was such a crazy whirlwind transition that I was like, I got down there. I was like, okay, I live here now. Like, this is what we're doing. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you said it was three weeks. I had no idea. It was like three weeks. It was so fast because I have been talking about New York for years and every one of my friends was like, so wait, you're not coming. You're okay. okay, So you're going to Nashville. And I was like, yeah, I just, it's what the universe, you know, it's what the universe wants for me. Like, and it was just such a good choice. It, it just feels like the right place for me now. Mm. And so what do you think? Like, okay. So transition, like you were so sad Mm. on something and you kind of, you said like, I was a little dramatic (laughs) about it, but like, who wouldn't be? You know, I would be. I'm very like, dramatic about most things. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, when you're like going through that motion of like, okay, yeah. I'm really set on something and then your plans shift. Like that is a mm-hmm. very hard thing for many of us to like, mm-hmm. how am I going to k- kind of work through this? And so, mm-hmm. you know, you worked up towards that. So like what it's, it's been, yeah. uh, it took you a few years to even get to that point of, we were like, okay, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be open to this. I'm going to change mm-hmm. it. But like, three weeks, girlfriend, like three weeks. Yeah. It was so fast. So like, why so fast? Like what about it made you feel like I'm going to do this? I just think at that point too, I had consciously, you know, leading up to to 2021 and in 2020, I consciously put down a few things and music was one of those things. I, I was just in such a state where I really needed to focus on my mental health. I needed to, to really, you know, just do one thing. And at that point I couldn't, mentally handle putting myself, you know, in front of people or, you know, exposing myself or being vulnerable in that way. And like, it was for a second, there was just a period where I was like, I think that music is dead inside of me. Like I, this might be the universe trying to shift me career wise as well. And so coming out of that in the song, I actually put out yesterday and at this, like I've been saying like to everyone, uh, I put it out on international women's day. Cause it was the first song that I wrote after I was like kind of coming out of that phase of my life. It was the first thing that, that came to me and I was like, okay, no, I, no, I am going to do this. Like, this is what I'm meant to do. And so I think I had kind of given myself space before. So this time I knew how to give myself a space to let the universe and let, you know, and I'm a spiritual person. So to let God kind of do and lead me where I felt like I needed to go. And it was just one door after another, just slamming in my face with the New York trip. And I was terrified to go to New York because, you know, I have, I have a network out there, but, um, you know, I don't have a car. I'm not doing any of those things. I can't just come home. And it was, you know, a much, it was a different type of move. So, you know, to not, to go there and not have a job or not have a place and then have a job and like figure it out when I got there, just kind of wasn't like, you know, the cost of living is too high for me to have figured that out. And I had enough money saved at that point too, where it was just like the Nashville thing just fit. Like it was just like, here we are. And I just kind of prayed upon it and, and let, you know, the universe or, or, you know, whatever you believe in, like, I just let it do its thing. And it just was like, this is where you're supposed to be. And it just shot me down there. And it was just, just a whirlwind of, 
you know, it was right and it happened. Like instead of me trying to, you know, push and push and push for this New York thing. I like, I'm listening and like people, not everybody listening can see me beaming for you because I think what I'm hearing you say is, you know, when we're pushing so hard for something we think we want. So let's use the New York thing for the example. That's not what you were meant to do at that time. Doesn't mean that that's never going to happen, but like you were like, I'm going to make this happen and door shut, door shut, door shut. Mm -hmm. You get this like birdie. I'm going to call your mom like the birdie for a second. And your mom says to you like, you should really consider this. And you could have said, no, I'm still going to keep doing the New York thing. But instead you slowed down, you listened Mm -hmm. and you made a move. And I think one of the most powerful things is with confidence, it's sometimes taking that step back to take so many more steps forward. And that's what you did, you know? Yeah. And so like, okay. So you said like, you know, I was really struggling with music and now you're back, you're alive. So like, how do you think taking that step back kind of brought that confidence back in for you? Um, what was the question you cut out just a second? Oh, sorry. Uh, so what was, so when you were thinking about like, you know, music again, like you kind of Mm -hmm. just said that at, at, at that time, let me start over. Mm-hmm. So Rocky, you were sharing that, uh, you know, there was a time when music for you was really, mm-hmm. you know, kind of hard for you to do. You weren't really confident yeah. in it as much. And then you had this transition mm-hmm. um, and I'm seeing you have music again coming out and stuff. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. what would you say has like brought that confidence back out for you with uh, singing and producing? I think it was just taking the time to actually heal. Like it was like, I, I consciously was like, okay, I can't, like, I just couldn't do it. Like, I just was like, and maybe this is just the universe telling me that, you know, this career isn't the right choice for me. This isn't the right move. Um, and I, I kind of just set it down for a second. Cause I've, I mean, the music business is the only thing I really have ever known. So I've been singing and performing and recording since I was like 12 years old, you know? So it's, it's been a really long journey for me. And so I just kind of had to like say, okay, you know what? We're going to pause, you know, we're not going to make any choices on this. And then we're going to fix these things over here, get all of this straight. And I think once I kind of like just reset my mind and reset my brain and I started getting healthy, like my brain started getting healthy. It like, it was like a wave, like the creativity just blew me away. And it's like, even now it's like, I get bursts of just like, I'm writing like 10 songs a day. Like, you know, just just like gets really out of control. And then, you know, obviously like everybody ebbs and flows and, um, but the creativity just came so strongly and I took time to be creative in different ways. So like, just because I was writing like crappy music at that time, like I was still trying to write music and I was you know, I, I, I decided like, you know, I'll write, you know, short stories and I'll write like a screenplay and I'll, you know, explore these other things. I started drawing, which I was never really in art like that, but I, um, I just started being creative in different ways. And eventually it just kind of all came back once I feel like, like, I feel like I had to like break to pop into the next phase. Mm. And that break seems so dramatic at the time, but it's just so necessary to get you to like the next phase of your being. And I think that's just kind of like where it ended up. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it does. And so to yeah. anybody sitting here, like I'm picturing mm-hmm. myself, like, like our audience kind of like driving, listening to this and being like, oh my gosh, I, I feel you. 
I feel mm-hmm. you that wait, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And yeah. it's so mm-hmm. hard when you're stuck in that transition. So, you know, I go it's back to the days, hard. you know, when I was going through transitions, it's like, it's so intriguing to me. So I'm, I'm going to, I'll share a story with, uh, with you and just like the audience. Like when I shifted from my corporate career to my nonprofit, I will never mm-hmm. forget talking to a coworker who lived in Louisiana. I FaceTimed her sobbing. Sobbing. Mm-hmm. I, I remember mm-hmm. what I was wearing. I remember, yeah. I Lisa, one day you will look back mm-hmm. and you will be so grateful that you went through this. And I was like, how yeah. dare she say that? Like, she yeah. has no idea how hard this is. Yeah. And I think about that conversation all the time because like, think mm-hmm. about your, even your transition, like one, we could have given up. It's very yeah. easy to do. It's mm-hmm. so easy. And yeah. at that time, I had to put things on the back burner, just kind of like how you had to put mm-hmm. music on the back burner. It didn't mean that I still yeah. didn't love it. It just, I had yeah. to grow that. And so mm-hmm. such an um, amazing thing when you when you look at yourself and think like, wow, I was kind of broken, mm-hmm. but I put myself back together. Yeah, yep, yep. It, with the help of therapists and, you know, oh, totally. yeah, we don't yeah. do it alone for sure. But yeah. it's like, it's like about all yeah. of those things of like, how do you, you know, we're no matter where we go in our lives, like you and I, you know, we are going to go through more transitions. People listening in are yeah. going to go through more transitions. Mm-hmm. And so what would you say is like, when you were going through this is like, okay, you're going to hit another Rocky stage in your life. You're yep. going to have to hit another mm-hmm. bump, but like, how will you make sure that you can get through the next transition? I mean, this, this, this transition has not been without its rocks, you know, and, um, and even just moving down to Tennessee, there were situations that I had gotten into that were very, that caught me blindsided me. Um, and I, I, it was, and I, I'd say this too, I was telling my, my sister about this. I said, if this would have happened to me, you know, two, three years ago, there's no way I would have recovered from this. I would have came home with my tail between my legs and been like, you know, I can't do this. It's, you know, there's just no way. And, and, you know, this time it's, I, I was able to, you know, say, okay, this is just the moment. This is, this is an uncomfortable thing. Here's how we're, we're going to do to get out of it. This isn't going to break me. And even though I had, you know, a process of grieving that I had to go through and, and, and deal with some, you know, even trauma moments, um, as my therapist has called it this morning, you know? <laughs> um, so I had to get through those, those things, but it just, it, it's made me so much stronger that it's like, okay, this little thing isn't gonna, this isn't going to be the thing that sends me back home. This isn't going to be the thing that breaks me. This isn't going to be the thing that keeps me from pushing forward. I want these next things so much more than this hurdle is going to keep me from them. And I think too, I've shifted my mentality and my mindset. Like, I think, you know, I lived very much, um, in a way that things were happening to me. And now I just feel like I'm in control and I don't let people take that from me. Even if it's like, I have to grieve or I have to take a moment to breathe and, and, and however long that lasts, you know, whether it's an hour or days or, you know, a week or so I take that time and then it's like, okay, now we get back up. Now we're like, this isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. And you have to move on and get to the next, the next phase. And so I think just having gone through what I went through, you know, in 2020, it just set me up to be, you know more of an unstoppable force going forward, even though the, the, the shit still comes, you know what I mean? Like it, it does. You just, you just fight, fight through it. Yeah. And it sounds like you're more resilient. 
You know what I yes, mean? Like you're more. able to yep. like bounce mm-hmm. back. You get to think on your own feet. But one of the mm-hmm. things that you were saying that I, a theme that I'm hearing is uh, you found your voice. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And uh, it's it's actually funny because my sister and I were having a conversation and she was like, well, you know, she's like, everyone knows Rocky's going to do what Rocky wants to do. And Rocky's not going to listen to anybody. If she doesn't want to do it, she's not doing it. And I was like, who are you talking about? (laughs) Are you talking about me? She's like, yeah. Who do you think? Like, that's how you are. And like, if we tell you not to do something, if you want to do it, you're going to do it. And I'm like, me? Like, I was just like, oh, I guess I kind of am like that now. (laughs) Like, I was like, like, and she was like, you know, and she was like, hey, dumbass, we've been trying to like warn you about X, Y, and Z. But like, and I'm like, you know what? I, I knew that I rolled the dice and it's, it is what it is. So, but I, I, you know, I deal with those things and I, I don't know, it was kind of a weird thing to be proud of that. I was like, okay, no, I do. I do do things for, for me and the way that I want to do them, even if it's a mistake and, and then I recover and it's fine. So. And I think too, like you recover faster because you own it. You can't blame anybody Mm -hmm. else, but yourself. And you're like, okay, I made this decision. What am I going to learn from it? Because it's so easy to be like, well, all of you guys told me to do something and now um, it didn't go the way I planned. So I think that that is such a beautiful thing about having a voice. Now I always tell people when you have a voice, you have to own it, like your mistakes and everything that you said, but like, you know, I work with a lot of individuals, um, that struggle with that. You know, we have Mm -hmm. the moments of our lives where, you know, we might not have the boss that's the most empowering or Mm -hmm. we're working more hours than we want to. And it's so hard to feel empowered to take it to the next Mm -hmm. level. Like it's like really hard to find our voices with that. And so I think it's just like a testament to you of like, Hey, I've done the work. I think that that's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. is like you invested in yourself. And I think we talked about this a little bit last time too. It's like, Mm -hmm. you are an advocate for mental health because it like Mm -hmm. you have done the work. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is work. It's, it's work. And I've had this conversation with, with friends of mine who, who've reached out to me about this and, and they, they'll say, Oh, I've, I've started therapy or, or, you know, I, you know, they're, they're thinking about going to therapy or something. And I, I just like, it gets very hard, you know, especially when you're first starting in therapy, it is so hard and it's, it's, but it's so worth it. Like, it's just, you, you will never be the same again, if you can see that through to fruition. And I, you know, I still see the same therapist that I've seen now for almost gosh, three, four years now. Like, I think we're going on four years and, um, and it's, you know, and she's been with me through a lot of shit and worked me through a lot of stuff, but I also have somebody who's very tough. Um, so it's not, you know, and it's, you know, one of the only therapy experiences I've been through. So I don't, I don't know what it's like, but she does not coddle me at all. She challenges me and pushes me. And, and it's, it's great to have that like outside external voice. But, um, but yeah, I think, like it, you have to make the decision though and, and say, okay, I'm, I, it, it is one thing I wish I would have known going into therapy. Like you are going to break a little bit during mm-hmm. this process to put things back together and reframe things in your mind. But the amount of things that I've let go and the resentments that I didn't even know I had that I've moved on from, like it's freed me in so many incredible ways. And, and I I think people think, you know, it's crazy the amount of money I spend on therapy every month still, you know, they're like, you're doing great. Why do you still need therapy? I'm like, you don't understand it as a constant practice. Like, you know, just because I'm doing great now, like, you know, things are, are constantly happening and things pop up and you get triggered. And now it's like, you have this accountability person and, um, it's an investment that I just think is so worth it. Like I couldn't, be where I'm at and continue to do the things I'm doing. If I don't have that person who's going, I'm going to call bullshit on that, you know, and I'm going to push you in this area. And then, you know, it makes you think twice and doesn't allow you to kind of 
give yourself the cop out excuses in your mind. So I am a big advocate for that. So. Yeah. Well, and I think what the, the thing that you continue to say is it's constant work, you know, transitions mm-hmm. in life, like we're going to go through them again. So it's like when you mm-hmm. have the tools, when you know, like, Hey, yeah. I've done this before. I wish I would have done it this way. Then how do you mm-hmm. learn for the future? You know, you're, you're bringing yeah. all those things together. And like, I always, I think I, I probably preach this on every podcast that investing in yourself is one of the best things that you can do. You know, I yeah. have a coach, I have a coach mm-hmm. that's, you know, and as I transition through my career or like things, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. who do I need now? Like, what is that? Yeah. For me? Yep. And like, what do I need? But it's sitting back and realizing like, Hey, Mm -hmm. like, this is what I need to do. How am I going to move forward with it? Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. Rocky, what, like kind of like ending out the podcast, like, what would you say Mm -hmm. is like the one or two things that you like really want to capture and kind of have takeaways for our audience? Um, I think the first thing is probably trust your gut. Um, I think, even if it's a mistake, even if you mess it up, if you make a decision and you can trust yourself on it, um, I think you just learn quicker. And I think you're usually more right than you're wrong. Um, I think, and I, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm saying this because of the situation I did encounter when I was in Nashville, I got into a really bad spot and I met some very shady people, but I also led me to a lot of really amazing people. And so, you know, I kind of was like, yeah, this is a risk. We're going to take it. We're going to roll the dice. I rolled it. I got burned, but I also would not have met some of the amazing people had I not done it. So it's just knowing, you know, to trust yourself and like, you're going to be fine. You know, it's going to be okay. Um, And I think the second thing is, um, and this is I'm fresh off a of therapy session. So <laughs> you know, just to, to, to be kinder to yourself, mm. you know, and I tend to beat myself up a lot. And so this is something that I constantly have to work on and constantly have to practice. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm a workaholic, so it's, I work all the time when I'm not working at my job, I'm working on music. If I'm not working on music, I'm, you know, doing something else creative. And so I think it's, um, and if I'm not working, I'm even when I'm dead tired, I am like, down on myself because I'm not working. So I think it's just being kinder to yourself, you know, whatever that is for you. Um, and, and just, you're doing great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if, if your one thing today is to get out of bed and brush your teeth, you're doing great. And it's, you know, make those things for where you're at. Amen. And just like, seriously. And one of the things that like <laughs> I'm going to leave the audience with is, uh, asking yourself today, how are you kind to yourself? I'm going to play off of what mm-hmm. you said. It's like, that is, you know, what I want people to do as after they listen to this podcast, if you're listening and ask yourself, how am I going to be kind to myself today? Give yourself mm-hmm. that answer and go do that. Yep. Because I think to your point, it's, it's about that small intentional practices that are yep. game changers for us. So yep. Rocky, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank I just you love so chatting with you and hearing how <laughs> life is going and just Same. like the evolving of things. Like, I think that that is so beautiful. So, um, so thank you again and everybody tuning in, continue to spread love and kindness to everybody that you meet and have a great one. Thanks for listening today. If you want to continue your journey to confidence and self-love, let's connect for one-on-one coaching. In the description of this podcast is information on how to work with me, and I would love to help you continue to invest in yourself.